Thank you, praise team. I'm going to let you uh, kind of unplug instruments and make your way down to your, your families. And we have uh, an awesome opportunity as a congregation over the next six weekends. Uh, we're going to actually be getting into the scriptures. Uh, and so we have lights on uh, so that you can actually read along. Uh, in your seat fronts in front of you uh, is a, a pew Bible. Uh, a church Bible. Uh, if you want to open up to Galatians chapter 1, we're going to be looking at, at Galatians for the next six weekends. Uh, it's on page 972 if you're using one of ours. Uh, if you want to use your phone, um, as long as it's in airplane mode. No, you can't even do that. Uh, go ahead and use your phone for your, your Bible app if you want to do that. Uh, I understood that might be uh, an, easier way, an easier way to read. Uh, we're going to be looking at the the letter to the Galatian church, and I'm excited about it. Uh, and uh, as you're opening up to Galatians 1 on page 972, here's a, here's a little background information. Um, the region of churches that Paul's writing his letter to is probably nowadays known as what we know as Turkey, uh, Middle East, uh, lots going on in the Middle East right now. And uh, we have uh, an opportunity to hear how, how this man Paul, uh, loved this community, wanted to see good things for them, uh, and, and wanted them to know the truth of the scriptures, uh, truth of, of God's word. And, and so you and I, in 2023, as we go through these next weeks together, uh, we're going to have an opportunity to see, you know what, God's word is actually alive. God's word is relevant. Uh, we just got done singing a song talking about God's grace and, and how we can walk into the arms of Jesus well, guess what? Every time we open up the scriptures, we are walking with Jesus. Uh, he's pouring into our hearts. He's, he's feeding us. He's nourishing us. He's, he's quenching our soul. Uh, and it's a good thing for us to be able to do that. Uh, you're going to hear uh, why Paul's writing that letter here as we kind of unfold this. Uh, so let's go ahead and dive right in. In, in chapter 1, verse, verse 1. Says uh, Paul, an apostle, not from men nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. Now, this opening sentence is different than a lot of the letters that Paul writes to the churches. It's almost right off the bat that this young man, because he's young at this point, uh, young man, uh, this early writing, is having to defend himself. He's having to defend truth, as we'll see here in just a little bit, but he's having to defend himself personally. All right. I'm an apostle, he's saying. I was appointed not by men. Men didn't point this to me. It was Jesus Christ who gave this to me. And I have a word for you, church. He had a word for them back uh, in the year 53 AD. He has a word for us in 2023. Not for men through man, but through Jesus Christ. He's also there with his brothers that are with him, and he's writing to the churches of Galatia. Then we get kind of a, a standard opening, grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. And then the intro gets interesting again. He gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen? Amen. Do you feel like right now we're living in kind of an uncertain, present, evil age? Yeah. 
Pastor Brad in the, in the traditional services, he, uh, he in the collect of the day had said, hey Lord, we're, we're facing changing cultures and we're facing secularized society more and more. Well, guess what? It's been going on for ages. What we're experiencing, God already knew was coming. And he was already laying the, the framework uh, to churches long after or long before uh, we ever existed. Uh, so God's word relevant? Absolutely. There are some challenges that were facing the church back in Paul's day, and there's challenges facing us as a body of believers today. Uh, and so in the midst of this present evil age, uh, we, can, we can recognize uh, that we need God's word. And, and Paul jumps right in in verse 6, and he lays it out. He doesn't hold anything back. He says, I'm astonished. That you are so quickly, church, deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and you're turning to a different gospel. Basically, what Paul's saying is, I, I love you. I care about your well-being, but I'm astonished that in a short period of time, you are already being misled. And that misleading is actually being done intentionally. There are false teachers that are working their way into the church and misleading God's people back in Paul's day, even in our day. The truth is being assaulted. The truth is being attacked. So when the truth is being attacked, you and I as a body of believers, the best thing that we can do is actually go to the truth. And that's why we're spending the next six weeks going through the scriptures, going through this letter to Galatians. Because there's a lot in here that's relevant for our day and age. And so I'm going to encourage you over the next six weekends as you're making your way into worship just before, maybe read the entire letter. It's only six chapters long. You can probably do it in about 20 minutes, 30 minutes if you read a little slower. But then you have the whole body of the letter. And as you get little insights from us in the short time that we get to gather together, you can kind of piece the whole thing uh, together. And you just have the, the truth all in, in a package. Uh, but he says, I'm astonished that you're quickly deserting the gospel. There isn't another one, is what he says in verse 7. Some who are troubling you, though, want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let them be accursed. And he says it again. If anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you receive, let them be accursed. He's saying, listen, am I seeking the approval of men or, or God? Am I trying to please man? If I'm still trying to please man, I'm not serving Jesus Christ. And that is what the church is being asked to do over and over and over again. Church adopt an anything goes kind of attitude. Don't you want to go along to get along? If we as a church are doing that, just anything goes kind of attitude. Paul has a, a, a concern for all of us uh, that we aren't even holding on to the gospel, that we're perverting it. He was speaking against false teachers that were called the Judaizers. Uh, this is a group of men who were following Jewish traditions, uh, and they were trying to infiltrate into the Gentile churches. Uh, and they were basically saying this, look, guys, you know, Jesus came, he did his thing. Yeah, but if you really want to be saved, you need to follow all of the laws that we follow in the Jewish tradition, the, the laws of our fathers, 
all those ceremonial, you need to act like us, you need to look like us, you need to, to be like us. Oh, and you even need to be circumcised because if you're not, you're not going to be saved. And so it was all about this, this works that you needed to do in order to add to what Jesus had done for us. And that's not the gospel. That's a burden. And it's anything far from what Jesus would have us hold on to. And so Paul was pushing past against that. He, with serious language in this chapter, what he's wanting us to know is that the gospel's at stake. The message of Jesus Christ and him crucified is at stake for you, believer. And he didn't want the church blowing the whole thing. And so to underscore that seriousness, what he's saying here is, I'm astonished that you're quickly deserting it. He says, go back to the truth that you heard preached. Don't follow this false teaching that's wormed its way in. But false teaching has been around ever since the fall of creation. The devil started twisting scriptures, and there's going to be false teachings that we have to face over and over again. I said it's happening outside the church as the church outsiders are attacking the truth. But guess what? It's happening from within also, even ordained, are making the truth fit their own agenda. And Paul's saying, don't do that. Don't do that. You know what? And then as he's doing that, he himself finds him attacked. Uh, and so we go into chapter 1, verse 11. He says, look, I'd have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached to me is not man's gospel. I didn't receive it from any man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. There was this argument that Paul, ah, you know what, that guy Paul, you don't want to trust him because he's just kind of learned his thing from other people. Uh, we are following the traditions of our fathers, so if you want to get in line, you need to follow us. And Paul's saying, no, I received this message directly from Jesus Christ. He says, look at my life and how it's been transformed. That's the way it goes on to this next section of scripture. He's saying, I used to persecute the church and I did it violently and I was good at it. I was surpassing men my own age, blowing them away. I was so zealous for the teachings of our fathers. And guess what? It was all a lie. And then in verse 15, when he who set me apart before I was born called me by his grace, he was the one that revealed his son to me in order that I might preach amongst Gentiles. Paul was undone. He was recognized that God knew that he was going to be persecuting his church. He recognized all those shortcomings that Paul was going to be doing. And he still chose to use Paul as an agent of proclaiming the truth. And now look at us. God knows us before we're in our mother's womb. He knows us. He knows what we're going to be doing. He can see all things. There's nothing secret to him. And he still chooses to use us. To be conveyors of the truth, to hold on to the truth and to, to proclaim it in a, in a loving way. To hold on to the truth because it matters. We don't want to try and add anything to what Jesus has done. Folks, we can't. And you know what? As, as I look at this section of, of scripture and, and I realize, you know what? we can't follow all of God's laws perfectly. And we won't. But God got it done for us. That's why he sent Jesus Christ who came for us. He came for all people. And we are indeed sinners. And yes, we do need a savior. 
And apart from Jesus Christ, we'd be lost forever, right? But when we recognize that we've been forgiven, we can use this life that we've been given, this pouring, this soul transformation, where we were maybe zealots for one area of life, maybe doing things our own way. And God can take and transform and use our gifts to make a difference in his kingdom so that others come to know who he is. And that's what we see happening at the end here. He's like, listen, in verse 20, he says, what I'm writing to you before God, I'm not lying. This is truth he's saying here. He's saying, look, and I went on to other areas. I wasn't known in person, but they heard of what I was doing. And they, who did they glorify? They glorified God because of me. God was getting the credit because of me. Can you imagine if the church lived out the life in such a way that God got the credit? Well, folks, God gets the credit anyway. He's the one that works salvation for us, right? Go back to verse 4. You want to know what the gospel is? Paul lays it out right, right clearly. He says, it's Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age according to the will of God our Father. We've already been delivered from this evil age. And God gives us a way to navigate these stormy waters, as we're anchored to him in the truth, as we gather together as a body of believers, as we spend time in his word, as we hear that we're forgiven, as we receive communion to strengthen our faith so that we can take that fed and nourished and go out and live in such a way that uh, is beautiful and shows others how beautiful it is to live with Jesus. And, and that's what we get to do. And that's what I want to be about and what the church is about. Amen? Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard our hearts and lives in Christ Jesus. Amen.